episode 72 of the Never Ending Glory Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Riley. I'm here with Jerry and Sean Z, and we are talking Week 9 NFL and Fantasy Football. It's been a few weeks since we talked to you guys, and we do apologize for that. Life gets in the way sometimes, um, but in those three weeks, really, all of the action happened in the last 48 hours between injuries, suspensions being upheld, trades, wild times the NFL that have absolutely impacted your fantasy football lineup. And uh, we're here to go over all of that news and uh, help you guys get through week nine where, again, more buys. Uh, another big week for buys this week as the Patriots are on a buy. Um, that's the only team I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, oh, the, the Steelers are on a buy. So, obviously, a lot of major players. But, Sean, um, we've seen a little bit of a, a much better attitude from you when it comes to fantasy football because your squads are turning it around. How are you feeling week nine in the NFL season? Well, it- all my injuries happened in the first five weeks. So now that they're happening with everybody else, the fact that I lost to Jerry Burris in week one and he <laughs> won't win a game the rest of the way is quite the dismay. Um, but I'm in fifth place in the, in the league, so uh, I can't complain too much. I still hate fantasy. It still sucks. But I had a big win beating Luke Grilly's ass last week. Like I, like I texted the, the big group chat, anytime Luke Grilly takes an L, the world's a better place. Mm. I totally agree with that. I, I disagree with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jack Doyle uh, doggy-styled me a little bit. Uh, what, 12 catches, 100-something yards, and a touchdown. I had, I had Sierra's, Sierra's old man and Jackie Doyle just <laughs> dropping deuces on your chest. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Wasn't fun. I am still ahead of Jerry, though, thank God. But uh, Everyone's uh, ahead of me. I'm literally <laughs> in the sewers looking out through a crack in the sidewalk. You know what, though? You air. got that Kelvin Benjamin take. You still got that Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin take in the archives. Undraftable. Undraftable. He is, he's still um, undraftable. The good news, though, Sean, is uh, things are looking up for me because I'm starting a star-studded lineup of Josh McCown, Rashard Matthews, Jordan Matthews, Amir Abdullah, Kenyon Drake, Austin Safarian Jenkins, and Corey Davis this week. Um, really, really ugly lineup. Probably the worst lineup I've ever had in the history of, uh, of fantasy football, but uh, that's what happens when you draft all Patriots and Antonio Brown. So, um you know, unfortunately, in the league from the Ville, I'm probably looking towards 2018. However, uh, the, the rest of my leagues, I'm doing so. I'm doing okay, though. This Deshaun Watson injury that we're going to talk about has really screwed me in one of our dynasty leagues. Uh, but before we get to all those injuries, all about and Luke, tr- no one gives a shit all about Luke. Yeah, there's a quad. No one cares. You ain't building towards 2018 either. You're building towards 2019 because next year you'll be a clown too. That's just that's just rude and false. But okay, we'll 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 go from there. Um, but we'll talk about all those injuries and trades. Uh, before that, you can find us on Twitter at Glory Podcast, Facebook Never Ending Glory Podcast. Send us emails. Find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we're happy to be partnered again with Dynasty Football Warehouse. Every Monday, I put out the uh, the rapid response to what happened on Sunday, so you can check out DynastyFootballWarehouse.com um, for all things Dynasty Fantasy Football related. But gentlemen, let's get right into the Deshaun Watson injury that happened about two hours ago. Non-contact injury in practice. The probable rookie of the year, potential MVP candidate for the Houston Texans, is done for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, huge blow, not only to the Texans' playoff hopes, but to all those who picked up Deshaun Watson on the waiver wires in fantasy football. Um, and obviously a huge, huge, huge hit to DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller and, of course, Lamar Miller. So, Sean, where do owners go from here if they've invested heavily in Deshaun Watson or DeAndre Hopkins or hoping to the for... Bar. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it, it, here's the thing. If you were with Deshaun Watson, 
I don't really feel sorry for it because you picked him off off the waiver wire. Uh, so you got lucky in the first place. Um, so good riddance. What I care about, what my focus is, is that Cleveland Browns draft stock going up, down, mm. down, down, baby, towards the bottom of that or the bottom of the number of the draft, not and t- like to a more advantageous position for our roster build as we push through this AJ McCarron debacle. <laughs> and I cannot wait to get your takes on that a little bit later on. Um, but you know, we want to have the the the, the the, ma- the major stories first, and I think the major story here has to be uh, the huge hit to DeAndre Hopkins, who was doing absolutely nothing with Tom Savage at the end of the year last year and in week one this year. Uh, he was the number one scoring wide receiver in fantasy football, and now we're seeing you know what's probably going to be a, a huge step back in, in that production from DeAndre. Uh, you know, you still start him every week. Is he a wide receiver one? I don't think it's. I don't think it's a guarantee anymore, uh, just because Tom Savage has been so below mediocre. Um, but I mean, Sean, what are your expectations from DeAndre Hopkins moving forward? I mean, I think he goes back to a wide receiver too. Uh, I don't know. I think that whole that whole team goes into the toilet. Um, Watson was giving him a ton. He gave him kind of hope downfield, mobility. Uh, they just traded Dwayne Brown. They felt they could do that probably because Watson's mobility. I, I think it's a tailspin, and it couldn't happen to you know a, a <laughs> bigger bunch of jerks. The Astros won the World Series. <laughs> Obviously, that's the Indians' World Series. Um, Tom Savage, you get what you deserve. Uh, <laughs> now, Burris is probably going to try and hype. And just before the pod started, he was saying Brock, you know, isn't going to start. They got Tom Savage, not knowing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> his, his Dude, it's, Brock, been, uh, it's been three he was weeks on Brock of, two teams ago. Yeah, yeah, it's but, been three uh, weeks of of very little sleep in the uh, the Burris household. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Trolling through uh, Twitter a bit here. Here's a stat that popped out to me about DeAndre Hopkins's outlook. Um, three career starts for Tom Savage, averaged 87 yards passing in all three of those starts. So, good luck, uh, DeAndre. <laughs> Hey, if you can point pound and get about 10 catches for 17 yards, that's a solid 11 points for you. So we can go with that. Um, but, you know, DeAndre Hopkins isn't the only player that's going to suffer from this. Uh, Will has been huge this year in four games, seven touchdowns, granted on 13 catches. So the, the, the numbers are a little fluky, the touchdown numbers, that is. Um, but, but, you know, you, you kind of <laughs> – well, he, he can't keep that, that pace up. Um, oh. But, I mean, you know, he did have four catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown last week. So those are more along the lines of what you kind of expect from him. He's going to take a huge step back because, again, this quarterback situation is terrible now. And Lamar Miller, uh, his rushing stats weren't great, but he's getting goal goal line carries. And and those goal line carries are probably going to be few and far between. So um, huge hit for the Houston Texans offense and it's uh you know obviously helps out the browns long term since you guys do have their picks but um um, tough break for for the houston texans fans uh moving on jhi shockingly traded to the eagles for 2018 14 fourth round pick um you know i'm not i was never high on ajay going into the season he had half his production in three games last year and he really wasn't doing too too much this year but uh Sh- sean were you a little bit shocked to the fact that uh, the eagles would make such a move like this or did you kind of expect them to to make a play for running back of the trade deadline i do think it's a goofy move for the eagles um just because i i think they what they had there is serviceable it's not like it, 
they have kind of a standout back oriented system in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I can see how short term from what I understand with the Jai, this guy's got like a two, three year shelf life tops. And that's like right. pro career based off of what teams have seen from a medical perspective. And that's uh, why and he's, he's dropped, got attitude like, and maybe weight issues. Um, mm-hmm. I, he probably becomes something when you just don't bother with all that much in, in the first place. So, um, yeah, I guess it's a little short-term play. I don't think he's really useful this week. Maybe uh, the week after. I don't know if they've had their buy or not. Um, but they have not. They have not. He he could be more of like a playoff guy. But if you've got him, you have picked him early. So you know, unless you backed him up with Kareem Hunt as maybe a third back that you can slot back in, um, and and he can be a bench player for at least the next few weeks. Maybe you get lightning in a bottle, but um, I, I'd be very, very uh, dubious if, you, if you've got JHI stock. He went you really know early in our league, didn't he? He did first Oh, round. yeah, he went like yeah. six. Yeah. Chad Jones. I think Jones. Chad Jones jumped on that, and uh, I think he's got some buyer's remorse from what I understand. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Now, the big, I think the biggest issue here, Burris, is, is the, the Blunt game, uh, LeGarrette Blunt. He might, uh, he might get cut eventually. I mean, they have a pretty busy running back room there because they have Wendell Smallwood. Now they get Ajay. And, you know, LeGarrette Blunt's really just been nothing more than a plotter so far with the Eagles. Uh, is he in, in danger of getting cut now? Well, I think he has to be considered a, a cut risk because it seems like Peterson's offense is based around the uh, West Coast system, you know, and they got to get the backs involved in the passing game. Blunt was kind of used as their, you know, run-forward weapon, and – it's kind of what a Jai gives you. He's a little bit stronger back than what Smallwood can do. Um, I think a Jai's a little bit better in a passing game. So he's definitely somebody they could be getting rid of. Um, is, is it going to be but before the end of the year? I don't know about that. But he's definitely – this might be a one-year-and-done thing. Right. So obviously with a Jai going to the Eagles, that now leaves a huge hole in the running back uh, depth chart for Miami. And the two guys behind him are Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams. Kenyon Drake was a former Alabama guy, and Damian Williams, uh, I think, is a third-year player. And, and neither guy's really stepped up or really had the opportunity to step up because Ajay's been the workhorse. But if you had to choose one, Sean, who are you taking out of those two, uh, Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams, moving forward? Um, man, that Miami offense <laughs> is a dumpster fire. Uh, I guess I would say— But they're 5-3! Ken- and three. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Their lo- some of their losses have just been an a- how right. the hell did they beat Atlanta? I don't um, know. In Atlanta too. Yeah, on top, and we're down twenty nothing. I think at half or some some nonsense like that. Um, I-, I think Kenyon Drake, he can't stay healthy though. I mean, Damon Williams has not exactly been a beacon of health either. But I- Drake is just he's he's probably got the more up most upside of or. The- more upside of the two. I actually think there's probably a third back that comes into play here. If they find a way to stay in the hunt, um, this could be a junk heap type situation where they're trying to pick somebody up, but they're kind of running out of time. I, I don't really understand what the hell they're doing there. Yeah, it's shocking. I was very surprised by that trade again because it's not like I don't think they're going to win the AFC East or they'll, you know, they might make the playoffs as a wild card or something. But I I thought that was a really curious move. Um, Obviously, like you mentioned, Ajay really does have a short shelf life. He's a fifth round pick. And even though he broke all the records at Boise State, uh, the knee injury is what caused him to drop to the fifth round. So, uh, ticking time bomb on that knee. And, uh, 
you know, I, I, it's confusing. I, but I think I agree with you. I, I picked up Kenyon Drake in a couple leagues, and I plan on uh, starting him, obviously, in our league, uh, which is not by design, but it kind of is what it is. And I just think his most upside, and and um, Adam Gase came out and said that he is he was the number two running back before they traded Ajay. So, you know, common sense would state that he is the the, the next man up, but uh, who, who really knows? Uh, the next the next player up is uh, Jerry's boy, Kelvin Benjamin, who was traded, again, another shocking trade. I did not see this one coming at all. Uh, Carolina traded him to Buffalo for a third and seventh round pick, which is pretty decent value for a guy whose contract is going to be up after this year. And, I mean, I know you don't like the player, Jerry, but why would, why again, as a contender and, and a contender for their division, the NFC South, why would Carolina make this trade week eight of the NFL season? I have a couple of theories about this, and the one I like the best is what's the, what do you get differently out of him versus like Devin Funchess? They're right. both a little bit on the slow side, bigger bodies, and you know are more of a possession receiver. Kelvin Benjamin obviously can take the top off if he's if he's you know you give him a chance to run, but he's not a burner by any means. You know but who they else have can guys, take the top off? Who's that? Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Go because I knew you were going to rant longer uh, on Devin Funches. Like no, like no, no. That, I was thing. I was kind of done with Devin Funches. I mean, they have speed underneath. You got guys like Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Um, so why not trade when the, when you get a little bit more value out of them? It makes sense to me. But you know, it's a weird trade because, like you said, they are contenders right now in the South. So. I mean, he's out tonight. Uh, we're recording on Thursday night, and the, the Bills are playing the Jets on Thursday night football. So he's out because he's only been in Buffalo for two days, so he just couldn't get the offense down. But, uh, Sean, I mean, does this open this up, this trade open it up more for maybe Jonathan Stewart or Christian McCaffrey to get something going? I mean, Greg Olson should be back week 12, so that's another receiver for Cam. But are, are maybe the um, – the Panthers saw success in, in having a great run game when they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe they're trying to go back that route again? Then I'm Marco from Tripoya from the first taken. <laughs> Good luck. I wish I had the accent. I just can't do it right now. Good luck. The Panthers aren't going to be able to run magically, just decide they can run the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Their offensive line is tattered. Um, old vets that aren't overly athletic. If, they, if that's what they think, then... Good luck. Right. right. Breaking news right now, too, actually, that just came over on my phone is uh, Pierre Garçon sent to the IR with a neck injury. So uh, that's a huge hit for the 49ers. Uh, number one wide receiver. They really have nobody else other than him. Uh, I, I was pretty high on Garçon heading into the season. I drafted him in a few leagues and just to kind of be a, a volume target. And he was for the most part of the season. But now with the neck injury, it looks like he well, he is out for the year. So um we're going to talk about his new quarterback here in a second. Uh, but another player on the IR, and we saw this coming after the last few weeks, is Andrew Luck. Uh, disappointing. You know, Sean, you drafted him in our league, which I thought was a, a great pick late for value. Um, is this couldn't Sean, flip is this, him. I, I just couldn't flip him to anybody. The funny thing is, is all these rash of quarterbacks, if they'd have happened literally one week earlier right. before Luck kind of got set back, I would have Deshaun Watson. I mean, that would have been multiple weeks before. But Rodgers, um, there was some other clown that got hurt. I can't think of quarterbacks um, that I would have been able to kind of navigate this. And at least one of the good quarterbacks even had had like an injury on top of it, or had just bad play overall, like Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, it could have. And Winston too. He had been battling, starting to battle a shoulder himself, and he's playing through that. But 
yeah, I, tr- I tried, tried, and tried, but uh, can't get any of these uh, dipshits to trade. Now I'm the dipshit. <laughs> now, you think this is going to be a, a long-term career thing, or have we seen the best of Andrew Luck, or is this just rest, 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 and, you know, 2017's obviously I, last I, season? I'll put it this way. Uh, I know there's some discussion about a dynasty. I would be uncomfortable if the Cleveland Browns, my Cleveland Browns, made phone calls over there and tried to put a package together, A, if they were willing, if the Colts were willing, but just B, I just, I'm very suspect with shoulder injuries. I've tore labor myself. Like, it's just, it's super finicky. I can't imagine throwing it as much as he will have to throw it in a season, in practice. You know, all of that from a timing perspective. Um, I, I think this is potentially devastating to, to the Colts franchise. That said, Brissett's not been terrible. No. He's not, you know, a top 10 guy, but he's in the 10, 20 range from at least what I've seen um, right. in various games through the season. He's kind of like Andy Dalton without making 16, 17 million dollars a year. Well, and I think that if maybe he had a good defense and, you know, maybe if, if Ryan Grigson didn't suck at his, at his job as being the GM for the past few years and they built a defense around Andrew Luck um, and, you know, Jacoby Brissett had a good defense helping him out on the other side of the ball, they wouldn't have to ask him to do too much and and he would look much better than he actually is. But no, I agree. I've actually been somewhat impressed by Brissett when he was on the Patriots last year and uh, played some spot duty. I mean, they, they literally ran a high school offense with him because he just simply wasn't ready. And apparently he's made some, some great strides in Indy. And I, I do think that he has a future uh, in the NFL. But uh, it's disappointing because obviously T.Y. Hilton was the, the leading receiver in the NFL last year, and he's been the definition of boomer bust this year. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Colts will continue to rely on their run game, and then hopefully that'll uh, that'll mean Marlon Mack can continue to be a breakout player because Frank Gore looks like he's a 34-year-old running back that's been in the league for 13-some-odd years. Um, so, again, not good times in Indy. Um, I would hate to be a Colts fan right now. Um, but let's talk about your oh, Cleveland Browns. Fan. What about a Browns fan? Yeah, easy. Well, we're rooting. We're, we're having let's... like fist pumps when Sean Watson shreds his knee in a non-contact in practice. And there's not one single Browns fan that's not like, well, screw him. Who cares anyway? We've been having to deal with the Browns our whole life. Well, so, and, let's, and let's talk about the Browns real quick. What the hell happened with A.J. McCarron? Please, Sean, enlighten me. What happened? There's tons of different theories out there. I actually like them all combined. I think you <laughs> went rogue. I think Haslam and them were kind of like, oh, let's just see what happens. No leadership from them. Then the front office got wind. I do believe Sashi went home the day before at 5 p.m. Wasn't there. True. Didn't even know about the, the uh, Garoppolo thing. I think he found that out and was pissed off, but then doesn't realize that they're always trying to win trades to the point that other teams hate them, cannot stand to talk to them. And they did win the Osweiler deal. I don't care that we're paying him. It doesn't matter when you're $30 million under the cap as it is. Mm-hmm. All that said, then that happens. They don't. I think they purposely didn't send it through. And then the next day happened. And I don't think the Haslams were mad that that played out that way. I think the Haslams were mad that the public got wind. And it, it was – it's a circus. It's a shit show in Berea. And then it became an indictment on the Haslams. But they enable all of this behavior. They enable it with how Hugh talks about players and, you know, people that we didn't get or we cut. Like, no one's in sync. They like all of the commotion, or at least they enable that commotion. And we are where we are. And the unfortunate thing is, as much as 
the roster is horribly built, and the coaching staff doesn't seem to know what the hell they're doing on a week-to-week basis with some of their schemes. I, this It's insane. I don't think any of them should go. I, we can ill afford to have another reset. We almost have to give them at least a third year because right. it sets the expectation for the next. You're never getting your top candidates as a result of this because they're like, I'm not signing up for an 18-month excursion. Um, right. Northeast Ohio isn't that pretty enough. Can I, well, can I jump in right here for a second? Because yes, I, I, I hear a yarn that's really being spun well, and I love it. But I'm going to go Occam's razor here and say the simple solutions, the actual what happened. I think it's a Wi-Fi issue. I think <laughs> they were trying to get this thing done you at the been, last you've minute. You screwed up way too many of our college pods to have that take. That's where that <laughs> seriously. This is this is exactly this is what it is. I think that might they're be your best take. Ever. They were trying to get something done. Sashi went to hit send. And didn't realize he was off the Wi-Fi. At, Too many at, people yeah, on the Wi-Fi. He ordered a sub from Jimmy John. <laughs> <laughs> and and guess what? When he went to resend and CC, you know, Raj on the uh, the CC line, it was already five oh one. Shit ain't getting through. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it simple. Well, and, the, and, the, and the sad thing is, is now now the 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 hot takes are coming out that all these you know Sam Darnold who has another year of eligibility. Dar- <laughs> I'm so tired of this little. <laughs> This little bitch. How about, hey, Sam, why don't you try and win nine games at USC before I'm supposed to start giving a shit about you? Maybe not turn the ball over 14 times already or some crazy shit this year. Now I got Sam Darnold. He's allowed to call a shot. Who the hell are you? You win one Rose Bowl and haven't done squat this year, and I'm supposed to care about Sam Darnold? Sam, how about this? Why don't you come out, you get paid, and then maybe if you're good for us, for whoever the hell's coaching and whoever the hell's leading us, then we'll erect a statue for your ugly forehead, stupid-looking <laughs> face. How about that? Why don't you not turn it over, you know, <laughs> less than forty-five times in a, in a, any type of big game before before you know we start anointing you like you get to call your shot like you're somebody important. What a dick! I told you guys. I already know what I want to do for next year, and it's move heaven and earth to get Pat Mahomes on our team. Even if that means we have to tank God, for the next three years. This. Put it to bed, Christ! Either him or Luke. Pat Mahomes is gone. That's a fart in the wind. He's gone. <laughs> Either him or Luke. Focusing. Here's here's what you got to f- start focusing on because I'm going to tell you guys. Well, I'm already geared up for the draft. I'm locked <laughs> in. I got it. This is wait. Mark that feeling. down. November second. This is the earliest you've ever been locked no, in it's not. on I was the record. Locked into the draft in like September 14th last year. Check the tape. <laughs> um, he, here's the thing. If we keep these analytic guys, I'm telling you. Baker Mayfield is going to be off the charts <laughs> analytically. And if he throws with any type of velocity and has hand size above nine and a quarter, these guys are going to get chubs. I'm telling you, watch out. I, I don't like it. I don't want it. I actually, my, my whole thing now is I think Josh Rosen's the, the, the guy. He's a prick. He's a douche. I don't he's care. He's a savant. I, I, I just, he's odd, but he's tough. I, I, that's, that's my guy. I'm already picking him. I'm, flag in the in the dirt on that it was actually that way a month ago if anybody's li- listened to a, one of the college pods that burst in br- botch but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now speaking of i got a bad feeling that baker mayfield is somebody that is is potentially in play for our for our 
folks up in Berea. Luke, can we do 30 <laughs> more minutes on potential Browns quarterbacks, please? Maybe, maybe that would be Because I, uh, I could do at least, special podcast. I could do at least five like minutes our... on Luke Falk and then do even more on people out of states that don't even have colleges that are even televised yet. I'll, I'll let you guys I'll let you guys handle that, much like the uh, we did our WWE uh, wrestler draft. Um, <laughs> it's just, It'll be a special pod that you guys can you guys. Yeah, I sat that one out. I actually like, had things to do and, you know, was was actually living my life right so all right so let's so okay obviously the browns are a shit show um everything is going wrong with the browns why didn't why didn't belichick call us explain this to me why didn't belichick has to know listen so right so so hold hold on so let's 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 recap real quick so Obviously, we're talking about the uh, alleged uh, A.J. McCarron deal that didn't go through with the Browns where they offered a second and third round pick the traders agreed to. And for whatever reason, it did not go through by the and trade deadline. The thing, I'm not even using that as the framework. I'm just saying he only got a second. How the hell does he not call Cleveland? Right. So so I'm very confused that, that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo allegedly went for less than what A.J. McCarron would have gone for, considering, uh, you know, just the hype that's been around Garoppolo and the fact that A.J. McCarron really didn't light it up when he played, uh, when Andy Dalton got hurt. So so what's been going on in New England, as we're being told, is that um, Niners called on Monday morning, took 10 minutes, and the trade was done for a second-round pick. Now it's also coming out that, the Browns on draft day offered a second and a third round pick, which is the same compensation that they wanted for AJ McCarron, not the twelfth overall pick that was being rumored uh, at the time. So, why did he? Why did Belichick not call the Browns? I honestly think he wants to keep Garoppolo out of the, out of the AFC. I think he thinks Garoppolo is a great player, and I actually also I think he likes Garoppolo, and I think he was listening to Garoppolo and saying, where do you want to go? And I don't think Jimmy wanted to go to Cleveland for obvious reasons and what's going on now with the leadership there. So well, the Cleveland rumor was that his agent had basically floated that he'd be a pain in the ass to re-sign. Right. Which, right. Uh, who cares? Franchise him for three years. Yeah, right. Sure. You, you could obviously do that. and That's that's what he would have said. He wanted to be franchised and every year. I can't year. believe Bill's doing Jimmy G is solid. I, I just... He he makes one call and says, "Listen, you're going to have to do better in a second. I honestly, I, I'm not so sure. I doubt he gets the first, but he gets a second, a third, and maybe even another second the following year. I, I just, I think it's a no-brainer or a conditional or something along those lines. Well, and, and here's a scuttlebutt going around the New England airwaves too on on sports radio is that that Belichick did not want to trade Garoppolo. Um, obviously, he was going to be a free agent this year. They're trying to figure out some sort of bridge agreement, and they've been negotiating with Garoppolo since the spring, and they couldn't get anything done. He wants to get paid. Um, what ended up happening, too, allegedly, was Brady's camp knew that or thought that Belichick would try to trade Brady in the offseason and make Garoppolo the quarterback of the future here in New England. Uh, and Kraft stepped in. He, he went against what Belichick wanted to do, and he said, you're trading Garoppolo. And, and once it gets to the offseason, I mean, there's no way that he's going to be any, worth anything more than a second-round pick because there's no audition. Uh, you know, obviously with San Francisco now, he's probably not going to play till at least week 12 after their bye. But – 
now they'll at least have four to five games to actually watch him play and see if he can be the quarterback of the future. I don't think you're going to get a second round pick for a guy that you have to give a hundred million dollar contract to or franchise right away without seeing him play in your offense. So it was now or never got it. Bruce, you buying this conspiracy garbage? I mean, these New Englanders, (laughs) 9-11 was an inside job. I mean, this is is some leaps here. I, I can't buy into anything where Tom Brady gets sent and put into any other uniform other than a New England Patriots one. I, so I don't believe that for a second. Sorry, like I, I can't. I, I can't buy that story. I just I, like that Belichick and Kraft Joe Montana on the same got traded. Page and that Brady and he. It's like this desperate housewives uh, plot line. I mean, you guys <laughs> got way too much time on your hands. I saw the Red Sox bullpen this year. I saw their starters. You guys got plenty of things to talk about. <laughs> different pod for a different day but uh no i honestly I, I really do think that belichick when your time is done your time is done i mean there's a reason why he drafted garoppolo in the second round a few years ago after after belichick passing yards no i agree that's why and that's why they traded him because that's why they traded garoppolo um Again, because Kraft came in and said this is what's going to happen. You know, listen, wait, you my, believe this or this is what you've heard? Because it's starting to sound like you believe this nonsense. I think that I think that Bill Belichick would have traded Tom Brady. Yes, and I'm happy that he traded Garoppolo because I would have been pissed off if he traded Tom Brady. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I could definitely, yeah, I could definitely see Bill Belichick trading Tom Brady. Absolutely, because I think with, there's an ego. Well, there's an ego side to it. I think Belichick wants to win a Super Bowl without Brady and say, hey, it's not the quarterback, it's me. I can make anybody into a star. No. I I, I think that is the case. You you guys are spoiled. What is it where you just get so much money, you just become like totally like lost out there, like rich prick mode? You guys are in rich Uh, rich prick. You ain't worked a hard day of labor in your life right now. (laughs) You guys takes out New England. You guys are. You're up. And Elitist you're too pricks. much chowder on your brain and too much Sam Adams in, in your belly. Like this is out. You're <laughs> out of your damn mind. That's fine. I agree to disagree. I'm telling you. Well, that's what I think. I really do think that Belichick is an egotistical maniac. I really do think that he wants to win a Super Bowl. Without egotistical Tom Brady. maniac. Yeah, he really shows yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Oh, you So you've never you've you're never nuts. heard him in a press conference. No, he hates the press, okay. but that's right. different. That's, that's a different animal. Maniac. Like, uh, he's a I, maniac. I, I, gentlemen, I 1,000% disagree with you. And I, I've watched Bill Belichick for the past 16 years run this team, and, and he run him into the no, ground. No, he has no issues <laughs> yeah, cutting I, one I've boy. I've watched about nine coaches do that in six years for the Browns. Yeah, right. please. Right. Don't sucks, talk about, don't talk about poor leadership. Oh but, but I'm not saying it's poor leadership. I'm just saying this is his personality, and I think that's a totally rational statement. I mean, he cut Lauren Malloy, the captain of the defense, a day before the season started. He he does not care. If you're not going to work for his plan, he's going to make whatever move he has to make. So and, you're and saying that, that, that Tom Brady's Bill, been Bill undermining Bill Belichick. You think there's like some conspiracy be- between him, Nick Casario, and... and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, we we beat this to death. I disagree with what you guys have to say. I really do think that that there is it's, it's not a rift. I mean, they're going to continue to win. I, I just hope when you post this pod, you put hashtag paranoid because perfect. I mean, you're, you, perfect. You, you hashtag you conspiracy. Guys, you guys take the cake. You just went I mean, twenty eight to three, came back and won, and now the cat is like, there's a rift that needs an egomaniac, and he wants to win a Super Bowl without Tom, but he just traded his, you know, his. His next golden boy, and maybe it was Kraft's move. 
you guys, you guys are characters, man. I, I thought we you. got some, we got some clowns in Cleveland, but speaking I can't of, imagine what you radio guys are talking about there. Well, speaking of Golden Boy clowns of Cleveland, what's up with Josh Gordon? How's he doing? He's back, baby. He's back. I don't know. Who, who knows, man? I, I'll put it this way: I got to see him in a uniform in a game, you know, running ten go routes without <laughs> feeling winded after the first one before it, it, we even need to be talking about it. And if you pick him up in fantasy. You're an absolute moron. <coughs> when there's, <coughs> I want to talk about guys to pick up, like that that haven't done anything. Corey Davis, D.D. Westbrook. Like there's guys out there that at least have a, some logic. You pick Josh Gordon, you're just a moron. You're wasting a roster spot. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe they want to take a little lotto ticket. I agree. I don't think Josh Gordon's going to do anything this year. Um, Quick take on Josh Gordon. All right. Love to hear it. Hey, real quick, I'm taking my dog down. So you do your take. This thing's biting at my hands and knees and toes. I'm taking this mutt cage up. <laughs> After how many years of being bit in the butt over and over again by Josh Gordon and hanging on to the rights and never, ever, ever completely wash your hands out of it and you know, after many times saying, we're not going to talk about it, we're not going to talk about it. I feel like it'd be stupid at this point. When is he due back? I think he's eligible week ten. Maybe no, I think it's like week twelve. Week twelve, regardless, to say yeah, we're gonna cut him at that point. Like after right. all of that, why not just see what happens for four weeks? Who cares? Or five yeah, weeks? I, Who cares? I don't. I don't understand why you would. Right? Why would you? You've been. You haven't invested anything in this guy, but he, no. you know he's a talent. I mean, he led the league in receiving in like what. 12 games or something stupid back in 2013. Right. Back to Take back to games. It's not like, it's not like you have this stud wide receiver that you'd be taking time from. I mean, obviously the, uh, the Browns are lacking in the, in the, uh, skill player position. We have, hey, uh, hey, we don't hey, have hey, any I'm back. Oh, he's I back. Oh. <laughs> coming back here in skill position. We're lacking. You ever heard of Treg <laughs> bug Treg's Bryce uh, Treg's. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, what's your, what's his name? Burris. I don't know. Bryce Treg's. Even I know that Bryce Treg's. Yeah, his name, pretty his brutal. nickname's Bug. Mm. How about Josh McCown running? I'm, old I'm, Josh I'm, McCown running in for a touchdown. I'm in right shock. Now. What I just saw, Josh McCown looking like Johnny Manziel <laughs> for a second. Oh, he's doing coke. No, just sprinting, oh. looking for a beautiful death in the corner <laughs> of the end zone here. And he got it. He's starting, starting for me, baby, in the league. All right. So uh, another player who is currently on suspension that uh, is is a hot name in fantasy football is Ezekiel Elliott. We've talked about him ad nauseum this year, uh, but it looks like he's finally going to serve his six game suspension. However, there is a one last gasping effort by the NFLPA. Uh, we talked about this with Brady and Deflategate. They need to find a way to limit all these friggin' appeals that these that these uh, suspended players can do. But Sean, who's the guy to own? Is it McFadden, Alfred Morris, or Rod Smith? Who who is it? Anybody? Nobody? All of them? What do you think? Nobody. Zero. None of them. I, I think it's going to be a share. I, I just don't see how it's. You start one. The two of the other guys could. Like you have to be super desperate. Like Luke mm-hmm. Grilly starting. <laughs> who the hell are you starting this week? All these Josh McCown just scored a touchdown. Championship. You're starting him? Oh yeah, championship. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you can start any one of those three if you're starting Josh McCown. Go right ahead because your team <laughs> sucks already. Kenyon Drake, 
Paul Rock Richardson. All these clowns you want, that you, like all these th- sleepers, blah, blah. How about studs? I start studs. That's what no, I you don't. Your team I sucks, do? too. You, your you team heard of Larry Fitzgerald? Too. Hall of Famer. A.J. Green, probable Hall of Famer. Like, I mean, how many? Jack Doyle, Hall of Famer. Frank Gore, <laughs> Hall of Famer. DeMarco Murray. Frank Gore can't spell Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson, Sierra's like, oh my side, God. like keep side. Stroking your, keep stroking yourself. Keep going. Keep going. I want to hear it. That's all I do is win. Just no, like what I do last week, Luke. What what I do? Tell Congratulations. A bl- even a blind squirrel can find a nut every now and again, buddy. But By like 60. I want to talk about winners right now, though. And there is there is one guy that I think embodies what a winner truly is. He Jerry has Burris. a Super Bowl ring. Not, not Jerry Burris, but pretty similar to Jerry Burris. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Jerry, your guy, your man, your heart and soul, the Brockett ship, is launched yet again back in Denver starting this week. We need sound effects. That's a Brockett ship exploding. What are your thoughts on the Brockett ship for the rest of the season, Jerry? Uh, what else do I need to say? Guy's got a cannon. What, what, how he's about this, Jerry? What team is he on? I think he's <laughs> on the St. Louis Cardinals. That's, about well, that's, right. that's a bad joke. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, horrible. How about this hot take? He's going to help Demarius Thomas. Thank God he's going to well, help him. Will he, though? I mean, Demarius I mean, will. Demarius Thomas be on the last. What could he do worse? throw it. Well, Brock's just going to throw it. You know, he's like ten feet tall. He's going to throw it at his lineman's asses like he did for the Browns in in preseason. Throws it forty times like Simeon. He's got to be better. At least like throwing it into Demarius Thomas's like wingspan area better than Simeon. Did you watch Brock Osweiler last year? He's really, really bad. Like he's really bad. I watched Brock in preseason, and uh, And he was terrible. Jerry was hyped. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Brockett ship is back. Uh, he's on his third team this year after being cut by the Browns um, and the Tex- and traded to the te- traded to the Browns from the Texans and then cut by the Browns and, and back at home. Tactically moved. Tactically moved by the Browns. Not cut. <laughs> yeah, I, and all these people, all oh, the Browns are paying him nine hundred eighty thousand. You think as a Browns fan that I give a shit? Drop your bank. <laughs> Drop in the bucket this week. I care about, yeah, dump it. Uh, I care about, actually, I want to be running all this because I want the passion of the Browns fans to get this and just vibe on it. (laughs) You think we care about what we're paying Brock Osweiler? I could care less. You ain't paying the salaries. I I ain't doing nothing. I I, I went to a game for free. I ain't paying to go up there to watch (laughs) that circus right now. That said, I care about that second-round pick. So, Deshaun, I love your game. In hindsight, you probably would have been pretty good at pick 12. We don't have you pick 12. But, you know, your team's got to die like a dog now. So I'm trying to get two top tens. Let's go. All right. So uh, I want to talk about a couple players real quick and just the rest of the season expectations. Just pushes through this, Jerry. He he's, like, yeah. he's just like, okay, all right. He's, I act, go back he's acting like he's above it. Theories on well, I mean, are whether, we, are uh, we going to talk? What, what else can we say about Brock Osweiler and Cleveland Browns? That he's got a goddamn cannon. <laughs> you want to talk Ernie Adams and pink stripes? We can talk Ernie Adams all night long. I'm fine with that. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know how our how our sex bot listeners are going to like that too too much. But um, Juju Smith Schuster looks like he's finally the number two. 
seven catches, 193 yards, and a touch last week. He had that long 97 yard touchdown. Sean, is is Juju is is he the truth? Is he is he the the true number two uh, in Pittsburgh now that Martavis Bryant's just too busy on Instagram fighting with fans? Oh, that's not even a question. If you're an Antonio Brown owner in a dynasty, I'd be a little concerned as well. I mean, that's a hot take, full stop. Right. They ran that shovel <laughs> play for him at the end of the game for the first down when it mattered. That was That's an Antonio Brown play typically. So right. I took away a lot from that performance. On the goal line like that, they're throwing or backed up in their own end zone. They throw it to him. On a matchup, like he's the one getting the favorable lineups in front of him. Like I, I that's a big time play. He was available in a lot of leagues this past week, which I didn't even realize in two leagues because I just assumed he was on another team. And for mm-hmm. some reason, projections weren't updating him. Um, right. But he he got picked up in two, and I'm like, what the hell? Now I happen to be great in those two leagues, so I didn't really <laughs> matter. But um, thank God for that. Well, what else is new? I'm so happy. I don't for have you. the roster spot. I got too many studs, too oh, many starters. That makes me so happy to hear how good your team is. Oh, keep going. I know it's it's fine. <laughs> what about Jerick? What about Jerick McKinnon? Because each week, him and Latavius Murray kind of have one guy kind of has a, plays a bigger role than the other. I mean, who who are you a fan of for the rest of the season, uh, Jerry? Latavius Murray, I think, had right now is a higher percentage of snaps. Uh, I think that's going to continue. He had a much better game last week than Jarrett McKinnon. Um, less touches, but he had, uh, I think, like 117 yards, somewhere in that range. Um, I think it's going to stay true. I'd stay with Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, anybody else that you want to talk about? I'm taking McKinnon. That's, I, I got to disagree with you, Jerry. That's why, <laughs> that's why you're basement, basement burst, man. Um, I'm taking McKinnon. That's a point pounder out of the backfield, catching the ball. Uh, yeah, you got some of that goofiness, but I, I still think the Vikings offense is going to have to move the ball through passing uh, because I don't think they can like consistently Stand pound it. Stand um, by. Stand by. I'm taking McKinney. <laughs> Stand by. Hold on. I'm digging into my stats here. Move along, oh, but go. I'm coming back. Digging into his stats. There we go. This will be a good one. Um, perennial just disappointment for me. That's not my name. Uh, <laughs> Sean, is it time to cut bait with Amir Abdullah? Amir Abdullah. Oh my God, I got him in the one league that I suck in. Um, oh my God, is he so? Their offense. What the hell are they doing? Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know if Amir Abdullah is good or not. That's a problem, Detroit. I know Ebron sucks. He sucks. Well, we all know. We all know that. Yeah. But Nick Verdon, a bunch think that, of guys, though. where I don't know if they're good or bad. And, you know, what the hell is that? I think the only player that we know in Detroit that's good is Golden Tate. I still don't think Matthew Stafford's very good. Um, uh, see, I disagree there. I think Stafford's big time. I just, I don't know what they consistently do well. They don't, they, they, it's just like week to week game plan, but there's no consistency. They don't have like five plays that they're their go-to plays, it seems. I stand so, corrected. Like you, 113 yards and a touchdown in week seven. Not last right. week. It took you a solid three minutes to find that information. <laughs> I told you to say. I told you to stand by. I wanted dead silence for three minutes. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's what we want. No, it's better when you come back in five minutes later and your take was wrong. And you have to admit it. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to our week seven point pounders now before we get too far off the rails. Well, 
too much farther off the rails. I got a college pod to do. Let's hit this. And I know. I got to roll off. Yeah, uh, I got Marlon Mack this week. Uh, Indy going against Houston. Houston just got shredded, I know, by Seattle's passing game, but I still don't think that Houston's uh, run defense is all that good, and I think Marlon Mack is going to turn into the focal point of that offense. So I really like Marlon Mack this week as my point pounder. Jerry, who are you going with? I'm going deep on this one, real deep. Okay, mm. the Giants secondary sucks. Oh, sucks. Rams. Rams. I know, so we're going with the Rams. Tyler Higby. They've allowed, Ooh, tight end. they've allowed eight touchdowns to tight ends this year. So Tyler Higby, deep sleeper. The interesting thing with those Rams tight end is sometimes it's Tyler Higby and sometimes it's Gerald Everett. But I know I, I do I do like that pick of Tyler Higby because he seems to be the, the the number one tight end. And I think Jared Goff's a great pick this year this week too. Um, I got Brady in the league and I'm going with ta- uh, Jared Goff because he's on his bye. So uh, I'm looking forward to see how we fare. And also Janoris Jenkins, uh, the cornerback for the forty uh, the Giants, is out this week um, suspended. So I think that's decision. all four. Is it all four positions they have backups playing this week? Uh, I think other than Landon Collins, everything yeah. else is, is backup. Yeah, so uh, a lot of a lot of interesting things going on in New York. I think uh, D- Dominic Rogers Cromartie got suspended earlier this season, and now Janoris Jenkins is getting suspended. So uh, Coach Ben McAdoo's having a hard time controlling his players. Uh, so I'm sure it's you know on the way to a, a top ten draft pick this year for the. My for the hair Giants, is but. getting long and starting to look like Ben McAdoo's. So next year back. you can be Ben McAdoo for for Halloween. I got to put on about 250 more pounds, but. You can, you can do I'm that. Working to be Andy Reid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, means Sean, you have to be fat and then be less fat. Gotta, and, less. and suck at timeouts. Yeah, time management. Uh, Sean, who's your point pounder for, for week nine? Uh, I'm not going you know, too deep uh, into the Tyler Higby <laughs> of realm. Uh, I'm taking Des Bryant. Ezekiel Elliott drama, all that aside, they're going to beat Kansas City. they got to get to 30. You're not getting to 30 dumping off to Alfred Morris and Rod Smith and Darren McFadden, and none of those guys are breaking 50-yard runs. you got to throw the ball. you got to put the ball in Dak's hands. So by proxy, I like Dak a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Dak, Cole Beasley, sneaky play, Witten, um, just because Kansas City, I don't know, is terribly good against – I don't believe they're terribly good against the tight ends um, with Eric Berry out. Des Bryant. Peters is a risk guy. Um, Dez usually does well in those types of matchups. And this is usually a point in season as well where Dez starts showing some things um, and he he kind of builds back up confidence in, in fantasy guys for the following year because he has a way of wreaking havoc the first seven to eight weeks. So I like Dez Bryant a lot this week. I'm calling at least a touchdown, 100 yards, seven catches. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Who's your this guy sucks this week, Sean? So my thing with this guy sucks is um, actually, who the hell did I say my this guy sucks is? I'm trying to scroll down, find it now, and now it's you got Mark on there. Mark, who's this guy? You have sucks? Mike Evans. Nothing. You have Mike he ain't Evans saying anything because Mark's never on any pods. Because Mark <laughs> he's a, is a coward. He's Bingo. at the bottom of the standings, like the rest of you two clowns, where he belongs, which is mm. fine. Mike Adams, <laughs> Evans is my guy this week, and it's a sole Buckeye pick with Marshawn Lattimore. Farky from Farky's Faves would be proud on the college pod. He loves Buckeyes. Marshawn Lattimore locks Mike Evans down. Winston still has trouble with the shoulder. I think Deshaun Jackson might be a sneaky play this week. O.J. Howard as well. But I like Mike Evans to give a big old stinker this week. Four Alrighty. catches, 48 Jim. yards, no touchdowns. 
Not Jerry, bad. speaking of stinkers, give us your give us your opinion on this guy sucks. I'm going to go with another matchup situation. Uh, I'm going to go Doug Baldwin is my guy for this guy sucks. Josh Norman will be all over him. Um, not a good week for for uh, Doug Baldwin. Josh Norman hurt. Uh, interesting take. What? Since no, Josh Norman, Josh Norman he was back. dinged up and didn't guard um, Dez the whole time because he was dinged up last week. Well, Doug Baldwin is hardly a matchup like Des Bryant is, that's for sure. Hmm. Not a physical uh, matchup. Doug, must, Doug must, Baldwin, uh, sneaky good. S- <laughs> sneaky good. Going against going against Jerry again. Uh, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins for the, the whole Tom Savage uh, rationale. Uh, you know, relying on DeAndre Hopkins this week, I think, is a, is a poor idea. I was looking forward to him against Indy before the injury, but now uh, with the, the ACL tear to Deshaun Jackson, I'm, I'm fading him and the rest of the Houston Texans this week. So that's my This Guy Sucked. Be sure to tweet us at Glory Podcast with your choices for point pounders and This Guy Sucks. Just give us a hashtag point pounder, hashtag This Guy Sucks. We'll retweet all of them to our wonderful 644 Twitter followers because, you know, we're just t- taking over the fantasy football uh, Twitter sphere. But, uh, gentlemen, do you guys have anything left before we sign off for the night and uh, get ready to watch? this bloodbath between the Bills and the Jets? Yeah, if I literally would have said that anything was good, Sean was going to say it's bad, so nothing's changed. Right. Well, it's, it's good mm-hmm. to be back. It feels, back, feels like, feel like we haven't left. Feels like, yeah, it, I didn't at least lean to you for whether or not Gurley was crazy, so I didn't murder you the <laughs> entire pod. Now, the biggest question is if we can get Mark to stay away from the board games next week so he can maybe come back onto a pod for the first time in about three months. Doubt it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, I wish everybody but Sean luck this week in fantasy football. Um, and we will talk next week, week 10 of the fantasy football season. See you. Peace.